chapter 36, I believe. Amen. Again, it's good to be in the presence of the Lord. It's good to be with the men and women of the kingdom of God, those who are striving to make heaven their home and to have a bona fide relationship with Jesus Christ. I am just so blessed to be among you. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 36. When you're there, say amen. Amen. That's old school talk. When everybody used Bible, we had to say that. When everybody had a Bible in their hand and had to skip the pages, that's what we used to say when you're there, you know, say amen. Nowadays, we just put it on the overhead screen and you're there. Amen. And so it's not the same, even though some of you use your smartphone and your iPad and all that stuff, you still got to key that in. So, but it's so quick now. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 36. Verse 26, and we'll read verse 26 and 27. How about we read together? Is that all right? Let the word of God just begin to echo throughout this place. Let's read together. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh And I will give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statues, and ye shall keep my judgment and do them. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for the word of God. We pray now, Lord Jesus, that your power will be manifested and that your power will be demonstrated. Lord, let no person be exempt from the moving of your spirit, from the touch of your hand, and from the power of God overshadowing them. Lord, show yourself mighty and miraculous among us, Lord. We look to you, Lord Jesus, our King, our Master and Ruler, our God, our Friend. We look to you, O great Savior, to do what only you can do. We realize, Almighty God, that we We need you desperately, and without you, we are nothing. Now, God, have your way. Stir up the gift that's inside of us. Will you renew some of us by the power of the Holy Ghost? Will you baptize some of us with the power of the Holy Ghost? Will you constrain some of us by the power of the Holy Ghost? Will you manifest miracles and signs and wonders by the power of the Holy Ghost? I pray that you will stir us in such a way, Lord, that the worship and the praise will go forth and Lord, the angels of the Lord will encamp and the power of God will be unleashed. Lord God, there are needs that need to be met in this building even now, Lord God. You know the situation in every person's life. You know what we're battling. You know what we're struggling with. You know what we need to overcome to be victorious. You know, Lord God, what's hindering us. You know, Lord God, how, oh God, 
God, we are not seeing clearly. You know everything about us. Now, Lord, I pray that by the power of God, that all these things we're experiencing, Lord, will come to naught. And the glory and the power of God will be revealed. And, Lord, we'll be able to go into a new dimension in you and experience you like we've never done before. We give you all praise and honor and glory. There is no other God but you. There is no other Savior but you. There is no other healer but you. There is no other deliverer but you. All other gods and healers and whatever they may call themselves, they're idols, they're nothing. They they, they cannot do what you can do, Lord. We're so grateful we know you, Lord. And we know your identity. Your name is Jesus. Your name is above every name. There's healing in your name. There's power in your name. There's deliverance in your name. There's joy in your name. And we're so thankful for the name of Jesus Christ. We're so thankful for the name of the Lord. And so God, we will praise you. We will bless your name. We will exalt you. We will magnify you. You are our Savior. We love you, Jesus. And oh God, we're thankful for all your goodness and mercy, your kindness and your love. If somebody loved the Lord today, why don't you magnify his name? Why don't you clap your hands unto God? If he has been good to you, if he has kept you, if he has washed, just touched you and healed you, if he has come to your rescue, why don't you let him know that you're thankful? Why don't you appreciate him for who he is and all he's done? Our God, he's wonderful. Our God, he's amazing. Our God, he's kind. Our God is miraculous. Somebody in this house, you need to open up your mouth today. Come outside of yourself and say, God, I will worship you. I will bless thee, O Lord. Somebody needs to go beyond themselves and give God the honor. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Clap your hands one more time unto the Lord and give Him praise. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, my God, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Listen, we, 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 we got to come out of the mentality of this great country that we live in. We are, we live in this country where everything is so at our disposal and we're so comfortable with everything that we, 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 we have in this country. And, 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 and while it's wonderful, I say it every time I, every time I get a chance, uh, America is the greatest country in the world. And I would not rather, I would not want to be any place else but in this country. I'm from, uh, I was born and raised in Jamaica, but America is the greatest country in the world. This is why I'm here, so I can't be a hypocrite. If it wasn't, I wouldn't be here. 
But we have to make sure we come out of the mentality of the comfort of what this country can provide. As long as you stay in the comfort of what this country is all about, you're going to miss out in worshiping the Lord. You're going to miss out with praising the Lord. We come to church and all we want to be is comfortable. We come to church and we just want to make sure we are going to be who we are. We're going to be who we, 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 we present ourselves to be. But I'm here to tell you this morning, uh, it's time that we come out of our comfort zone. Uh, it's time that we get beyond ourselves. Uh, it's time that we do something uh, different from what we've always done. Uh, because Jesus is on his way back. Uh, the power of God uh, needs to work uh, in this society today. Uh, and God is calling the people to say, come unto me. Uh, will you let me use you? Uh, will you let me work in your life? Uh, will you let me show this world uh, who I am and what I can do? Uh, but if we don't get up, if we don't go, if we don't come out of our comfort zones, if we don't go beyond ourselves and begin to trust the Lord, then God can't work the way He wants to work. You are the vessel of God. You are the instruments of God. You are His hands and His feet. Your voice is the echo of God. But until we say, God, here I am, He can't show His power in the earth the way He wants to. Listen to me. God is all powerful. God came out of his comfort zone. Here is why I'm going to come out of my comfort zone. God was on the throne in heaven and he was the master, the ruler of everything. He was on the throne in heaven and when we sinned and when we just made a mockery and when we did everything wrong, God says, how will I save them? How will they ever be saved? How can they ever be delivered? And you know what he said? The only way they can be Save is by a man that is perfect. The only way that can be saved is by a savior who is perfect. And then God looked in the earth and says, Where is there a perfect man? Where is there a perfect woman? And he looked around. He couldn't find a perfect man. He couldn't find a perfect woman. So the God that's all perfect, the God that's all powerful, the God that's all amazing, the God that creates he said, now I'm going to create myself a body. Now I'm going to become one of them and be perfect and save them. He left out of heaven where there is no, no pain, no suffering, no hurting. He left out of heaven and came to this earth. He came out of his comfort zone. He came out of his comfort zone. He came out of his familiar and came to this earth and said, Here I am! What are you going to do when you come to church? What are you going to do? Are you going to get out your comfort zone and let the Lord know you are thankful and you're grateful that he came out of his comfort zone to save you and to keep you? What are you going to do? We gotta do better when we come into the house of the Lord. We gotta do better when we live for God each and every day. It shouldn't take much for us to clap our hands. It shouldn't take much for us to open up our mouth and shout unto God. It shouldn't take much to run, to leap, and to dance. It shouldn't take much because God has done everything for you. 
Look at what God said, what we just read. God says, a new heart. Also I will give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. He went on to say, and I will put my spirit within you. And cause you to walk in my statue. You know what God is telling you? The heart that you got ain't good enough. The spirit you got ain't good enough. How you're living ain't good enough. But because I love you and because I came out of my comfort zone for you I'm going to do something that will help you to do what you need to do new heart new spirit when, when the word of God says a new heart he will give you you know what he's saying a different mindset a different mindset because you know how you going how you going to give you a new heart you know what your heart looked like did he take out your heart no he didn't do that So it's not your literal heart. He's talking about your mindset. He says, I got to give you a mind that's different from the mind that you have. I need you to think differently. Mm. And that's what we got to challenge ourselves and say, am I thinking like my old normal self or am I thinking with the mind of Christ? How do you get that new heart? How will he put his new spirit within you? We talked about this last week. The word of God said in John chapter 3 verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. The heart that you were born with, it ain't good enough. And so God says, I need to give you a different mindset. You were born with a corrupt mind. It wasn't really your fault. It goes back to Adam and Eve, but nevertheless, your mind mindset is corrupt. Your mindset is off. Your thinking is not right. But here I'm going to give you an opportunity to get a new mindset. To get a new way of thinking. But the way you're going to do that is to be born again of the water and of the spirit. I got to transform you. I got to change you. Because the way you are isn't the way you're going to please me. The way you are isn't the way you're going to make it to heaven. And so Acts chapter 2, verse number 1, we get to experience that, that birth of the Spirit. We get to experience the birth of the Spirit. We got to become technical, technically sound when it comes down to the Scripture. We can't let nobody talk us out of what the Word of God says, like, like, like the devil kind of talk Eve out of what she was supposed to be doing. You got to be solid on this thing. You got to know it. So when you do it, it's no question why you're doing it. And so in Acts chapter 2, verse number 1, the word of the Lord says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Uh, Can I mess with you a little bit? We're all sitting here, and I believe the Holy Spirit come in a whole lot and move among us, and sometimes we decide that we're just going to not do nothing to respond. 
if you don't do anything to respond, then nothing will happen. You will leave out and you'll say, mm, there was something different about that service, but nothing will happen to you. But if the Holy Spirit come in and move on you and you respond, then something will happen. The Bible says, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they all were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The very first time God poured out His Spirit upon on all humanity where we were able to receive his spirit within us the very first time they receive his spirit they spoke with tongues don't ask me why or how we can get into another theological seminary study about that but right now we just know what we've read this was the very first time the spirit of God was poured out upon humans and we receive his spirit the spirit of God filled us and the very first time it happened the Bible says and they began to speak with others tongues as the spirit gives them the utterance and there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews devout men out of every nation under heaven now when this was noise abroad the multitude came together and they were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language and they were all amazed and marveled saying one to another behold are not all these speak Galileans and how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers of Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia and, and, and Phrygia and, and Pamphylia in Egypt and in the parts of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews, proselytes, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongue in the wonderful works of God. When the Holy Ghost come in your life, you will do things that you normally couldn't do. You try talking tongues with no Holy Ghost. <laughs> you can try it all you want and you will just be mimicking and mocking yourselves because you ain't mocking Jesus. But you can't talk in tongues on your own. You can go blah, 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 blah. That ain't talking in tongues. Uh, whether you know it or not, when people talk in tongues, as the Spirit give them the utterance, uh, they're speaking a language. It can be any kind of language. It could be a heavenly language. It can be Russian. It, 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 it could be... Uh, uh, um, any kind of language as long as it's not your language. So when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it transforms you. It empowers you to do things that you ordinary could not do. Somebody, I'm talking today about the transforming power of the Holy Ghost. The transforming power of the Holy Ghost. If we're going to please God, if we're going to make it to heaven, if we're going to be victorious, we're going to have to let the power of the Holy Ghost transform our life. If you can't get your life to move a certain way and, and, and begin to go in the direction God wanted to, it must be you're not allowing the transforming power of the Holy Ghost to work in you and through you. We need the transforming power of the Holy Ghost to begin to transform us, to begin to change us, to begin to help us to soar and do what God has called us to do. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. Many Christians today are trying to live this Christian life according to their own ability. 
we're getting messed up because we have we have looked into this word and and, and we have looked at this this thing called Christianity and we're trying to live this Christian life uh, with our own ability, but we have been unsuccessful uh, because you cannot be a Christian uh, and be successful uh, with using your own ability. If you had the ability to save yourself, uh, you would have saved yourself a long time ago. If you had the ability uh, to live right, uh, you would have lived right a long time ago. But you don't have the ability. But Almighty God has the ability. We need to trust God to work His work in us that we can live this Christian life successfully. We're reading the Word of God and obtaining an understanding according to our own ability. When you read the Word of God, you can't just read the Word of God and just say, okay, okay, that's what it means. No. You got to read and pray. Lord, I don't understand that that I just read. I know in my natural mind, you know, this is what it's saying, but that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because if I try to equate it to what we do today, it's not adding up. So, God, will you show me what that really means? I'm not going to try to act like I know it when I don't know it because this is too important for me to get this wrong. We can fake the funk in a lot of things in this world. We can fake like we got it together. We can fake like, you know, we have money when we don't. We can fake like we got it together. All of these things. We can fake all of that and fake it out till we live in this life and die, but you can't fake out living for God. Because the one who judges, the one who is all powerful and in control, you can't fake him out. The Bible calls him omniscient. You know what that means? He's all knowing. He knows your thoughts that you don't even speak. And so if he's all knowing, you can't fake him out. So you might as well just come clean with him. So it don't make sense for us to pretend when it comes down to God. It may, it, we better get real and say, God, I don't understand that. God, what does that mean? God, does that mean I'm just a messed up person because it says there that my heart is defiled and evil. Does that mean I'm messed up God? And he'll say, yeah, but don't you worry. I'm your God and I know you're messed up. you defiled and you messed up, but I, your God, can transform you. I, your God, can deliver you. I, your God, can make you whole. You just got to know you can't exist without me. You can't be righteous without me. You can't be holy without me. You can't be saved without me. we got to get to that place. But somehow we here today, we're thinking that somehow we can do this with our own ability. Somehow we can do this thing because we're that smart. We're that intelligent. And God wants us to know today, you're not that smart. You're not that intelligent to do the things of God. Your ways are not my ways. We try to obey God's word utilizing our own intellect. We think we know. And we go around and quote scriptures. Maybe you don't need to quote as much, but just live it out. People will know if you got the real deal about how you live, not by what you say. We can say anything we want, but it's a whole different ball game to live that life according to that word. When you live according to that word, sometimes people can't even quantify it. All they saying is, uh, they different. You know that you know how they, they cool now? <laughs> you know how you got them cool talk words. You got the cool talk words over there. 
Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they watch you live and they say, now that person different. They can't even tell what's going on. They just know you're different. But you can talk to talk. Everybody talk to talk. Everybody claim they living for God. Everybody claim God is good. I, I, I would love to ask people the question. When, 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 when something go good in their life, they say God is good. And when something go bad, you don't hear from them. Do you understand that in your own way of being, that things go bad and God made it go bad? Oh, man. There are times when God purposely make it go bad. Because you were going in the wrong direction. And in order for him to get you in the right direction, he had to make that situation go bad. What do you think? He's going to make everything good? You parents, you, everything you make everything good for your kids? Please, your kids walk away so many times and you say, I hate you. Can't stand you. Now, they love you, but the, the, the issue is you just disappointed them. That, that's the point I'm trying to make. They love you. I don't care what they say. It, it's not even natural for our children to hate us or for us to hate our It's not natural. If you get there for real, then you got a bad spirit that you got to get straightened out of you. Because it's not natural for us not to just love who we came from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We then find ourselves, when we're trying to live for God on our own, we find ourselves more oftentimes being failures and not successful living for God. And when we find ourselves doing that, we start to doubt God. And all it came down to is, you've just been trying to live for God with your skills, with your intellect, with your intelligence. That's how you're trying to live for God. And it's not working. And you get frustrated with God. You doubt God. Yeah, you slow down on your prayer. You slow down on so many things because now you have doubt that has crept in because you feel like nothing is happening. But you've been trying to do this with your skills with your ability, with what you think you can do. And then you look over to somebody that you see, they look pretty consistent like they're doing it good, and guess what? You walk away and say, they're just a little bit dis- more disciplined than me. Uh-huh. You won't give nobody credit. Because if you can't do it, something is wrong. Oh, somebody better talk to me. That's how we are in life. If you can't do it, then something's wrong with that system. <laughs> If everybody else is doing it or a few people is doing it, but you can't do it, eh, I don't know about that God stuff. Yeah, there's this couple things that might be okay, but I don't know about all that stuff. Can I tell you, when it comes down to God, it's either it's all okay or none of it is okay. But you can't go in between and talk about some of it is okay and some ain't. Everything about God is perfect. Everything about God is good. Everything about God is love. So there's nothing that's okay and other things, we have to live for God by the power of the Holy Ghost. That's what we are missing in this hour is serving the Lord, living for God by the power of the Holy Ghost. Not on your own strength, not on your own ability, but by the power of the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you something about the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is so powerful that if you begin to allow him to work in your life, he gives you spiritual boldness. 
I remember when I first started going to church, I was quiet as a mouse. Wasn't saying much. Because when I get into an arena that I don't know anything, I don't say anything. I don't get into an arena that I don't know anything and act like I know it. You're going to get someplace you don't know anything about and you, you will know it all. But some of us, our personalities, is, is, is we know everything. And so even when we come to church, we know everything. <laughs> I got to church. I was quiet. I just watched, paid attention, observed, and I started making little mental notes. Started understanding some things. And I never forgot, one night, the preacher said to me, I want you to give the foreign missions report. The foreign missions report was a lot of reports from overseas of how our churches overseas were doing, you know, what kind of impact we're having. And I got up with the reports, and all of a sudden, the fire just started burning. The power of God just started moving me. And all of a sudden, all that quiet stuff that I was about, it wasn't quiet no more, Brother Bob, because when you get the Holy Ghost power in you, there's a boldness that comes in your life. But the boldness will come only when you allow the Holy Ghost to work in you. It was because I stuck with Jesus. It was because I said, God, I am yours. You are my God. I don't have what it takes, but you have everything. And I said, God, work in my life. And the power of God just moved me. Then people look and say, man, I didn't know that was in him. I didn't know that either. Yes. Because when you receive the power of the Holy Ghost inside of you, you begin to become bold in God. In God. Forget about all the other stuff. The other stuff don't matter. But you become bold in God. What that means was, I remember. Okay. All right. Let me give you a little bit more understanding here. I remember when I did not have the Holy Ghost and I was praying to receive the Holy Ghost. I used to go to the altar and I would get on my knees and I would try to get in the corner, the, the furthest corner where it's just me and the Lord and nobody can see my face because I don't want them seeing me while I'm trying to pray and maybe even crying. So I'm just like in the corner. Oh God, I love you. I'm praising God in the corner. And then I received the Holy Ghost. You think I was in the corner anymore? I wasn't in the corner no more. I, I would testify to the church with no problem. Now, you're talking about somebody that was kind of shy doing this. And maybe some of y'all wasn't shy and you never stopped being shy. But for me, I was a little bit shy about certain things because I don't like to make mistakes in the public. So I, I, I protect against that. The best way not to make mistakes in public, don't say nothing. And so me, I didn't say anything. But when I got the Holy Ghost, I'm just like, oh my goodness, I, I couldn't help myself. Then, you know what made it crazy, Brother Izzy? I started testifying and crying in front of the church. I, said, I remember one morning I'm testifying, I'm walking up and down the aisle. Oh God, I love you. My all kind of face, I'm just like, what is wrong with me? I didn't have control anymore. That Holy Ghost was in me and gave me so much boldness for the Lord. Everything I did for Jesus, I was just 
moved by his spirit, moved by his power because I was letting him work in me and he was just working. And so whatever I did in God, I was bold. If you let this Holy Ghost work in you, if you receive this Holy Ghost and let him move in you, you will become bold in God. You can be quiet at home. You can be quiet at the job. You can be quiet in the community. But when it comes down to the things of God, something just stirs up in you and something just begins to move you. Nobody can stop me from praising God. When I come to church, I remember, I, rem- I told you the story before, I remember when I used to get up to pray over the congregation before we start church, I said to myself, ain't nobody got to pray. I could care less. This ain't being what y'all like call it cocky. They, I, that, no. When you have something in you and it's about God, it don't matter what any... Oh, man, I wish I could get that through to y'all. When you have God in you, I can care less what anybody thinks when I worship God. I can care less... I would pray. Sometimes we were supposed to pray for like, you know, 10 minutes. Man, 35 minutes strong, I'm sweating. Praying like a crazy man. Like I was just losing it. But it did not matter to me. Because I wasn't praying for y'all. I wasn't praying for this. I wasn't praying for the pastor. I was praying because I knew Jesus. I was praying because the power of God is in me. And I became somebody else. And I just prayed. And I called on God. And when I got done the church was wondering what is wrong with him I'm trying to tell you about the transforming power of the Holy Ghost if you're missing it that's what I'm trying to tell you and if you will give the Holy Ghost the opportunity to he wants to transform you he wants to do a work in you that will make you say to yourself who is that person When you let the Holy Ghost work in your life, you lose your identity and you wonder who you are. The Holy Ghost will give you boldness. Remember, I remember Peter. Remember Peter denied Jesus Christ three times. And, 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 and Peter was just a little different. But when Peter received the Holy Ghost, it moved him to, to, to being bold in Christ. And that's when Peter, Peter was the one that stood up on the day of Pentecost and he preached the first message to the church because the boldness was in him. They were all in the upper room. They were all praying. They all were filled with the Holy Ghost. But Peter couldn't help him himself anymore when the Holy Ghost moved and people started saying what in the world is going on Peter was the one that stood up and said they're not drunk as you suppose he started preaching the word nobody told him to he just went ahead and did it because the Holy Ghost was burning the Holy Ghost fire just overtook him Peter was empowered with boldness when he received the gift of the Holy Ghost what Peter learned on the day of Pentecost and what he still experienced and what we are experiencing today is that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is profound and unforgettable. It's an experience that will empower us to serve the Lord Jesus Christ and to fulfill his will. You need to challenge yourself if you feel like you're moving too slow, if you feel like you're not doing enough, if you feel like you're not praying the way you need to pray, if you feel like I'm just not engaged with the things of God like I I should be, like I know 
though I hear preached and I read in the Bible, if you know you're not dead, you need to say, Jesus, will you allow your spirit to empower me? Jesus, will you shake me out of my situation here? Will you shake me out of my, 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 my comfort zone? Will you shake me out of my complacency? Because I know I'm supposed to be a lot deeper in this. I'm supposed to be moving a, a lot further in this. I need you to shake me by your power, great God. Somebody need to call on the Lord. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is a powerful experience. One that doesn't simply come from confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart. You know, some apostolic people won't tell you this, but I'm, I'm pretty um, astute when I try to teach the word of God. Nothing is wrong with confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart. It's just the beginning of your journey. <laughs> I'm not going to deny you of that. When you say, I believe that Jesus Christ is Almighty God, He died and rose on the third day, that's a start. I'm okay with you saying that, but that's just the start. Because in order to move forward, there's going to have to be some action. Faith without works is dead. I can't just say some stuff and then just think it's all good. No, I say some stuff and put some action behind it. And so you don't receive the Holy Ghost by just saying, I believe. No, it's not how it go. Acts chapter 8, verse number 12 says, And when they believed Philip, Preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Thank God for the three people that decided to give their life to God last week. Because they heard the word and they did something. I worry when we hear the word and we don't attempt to do something. I remember, I remember this vividly. Every time I think about it, I just want to cry. Years ago at my job, um, my wife remembers this. Used to have a girl that worked with us. Her name was Natalie. And Natalie said she wanted a Bible study. I was going to teach her a Bible study on my lunch break at work. And a couple of times I tried to teach her. She's like, ah, you know, I want to, I just can't today and can't. And I said, well, how about we um, teach at your home? She's like, no, no, my boyfriend, no, no. And um, we said, okay. And so I still tried to teach Natalie a Bible study, but she just wouldn't receive it. She's like, no, no, no. Then one evening she was stuck. Boyfriend didn't come and pick her up and she didn't arrive. My wife and I drove her to her house. But before we can get to her house, she said, just stop right here, which was around the corner from the house. We said, no problem. And so we dropped her off and she went home. A few days later, Natalie's boyfriend shot her. Yep, Roger Gardens. He shot her. She went in a coma. I went to the hospital almost every day praying for her that she would come out of the coma. She never came out. Ever since that day, I get so concerned when we talk about the Word of God and you can tell that there's something you need to respond to and you don't. I worry. That, 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 that's my trauma. 
in, in the ministry is that I, I get really concerned when I'm telling somebody something I know that the Lord wants them to receive and they don't receive it. I worry because I don't know if that's the last opportunity that the Lord is giving them. You don't know if this is the last opportunity God has given you. And when you come to church and you hear the word of God, you don't know if this is the last opportunity. You don't know if you're going to leave this world in sin because if any one of us like Judas leave this world in sin, we're going into eternal damnation. We will not get to heaven. You can't go to hell and somehow get out of there. There's a great gulf fix between heaven and hell. If you get to heaven, you can never go to hell. But if you get to hell, you can never get to heaven either. Then Simon himself believed also. You all know the story. Some of you don't. Some of you do. Simon, do that work witchcraft. Oh, man, I love it. I love this thing, man. Oh, my goodness. This dude worked witchcraft. And the apostles came by and preached the word of God. And people got baptized. The witchcraft dude got baptized. Why does the the witchcraft people know we've got the power and we don't know we got the power? What is wrong with us? The devil knows what you got when you got it. The devil knows he has no power. When are you going to wake up and say, Please, ain't worry about no devil. I've got the power. Remember, Jesus says, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Where else is there power? There is no other power but the power of God. The devil don't have no power. You don't have to be afraid of him. Just take the power of God. God is letting you use and just stand strong and see the salvation of the Lord. So the sorcerer Simon, people got baptized. The Bible says, then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. So Simon the sorcerer, this this power of the Holy Ghost is attractive to him. Why? Because he thinks he got some power, but he knows he's been deceiving people like he got power, but he really don't have power. So that's what the devil do today. He deceive you, make you think he's got power, but he don't have power. But if you don't have no power, you're going to be afraid of him. If you don't have the Holy Ghost power in you, when the devil do a little something here, a little something there, you start trembling and shaking and wondering, what is the devil going to do next? Let him try what he's going to do next. He ain't got no power. The greatest tool that the devil got is the tool of deception. That's all he does. He try to deceive you and get you to do the wrong things. He don't have no power to make you do anything. So this crazy dude, Simon, he said, man, they're doing miracles and signs. He knew that was the real thing and what he was doing was the fake thing. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they came down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he, the Holy Ghost is a he, is not an it. I know sometimes we say it, but the Holy Ghost is he, is Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given 
he offered them money. Now, I want you to think about this. Don't read past this. How did Simon know they received the Holy Ghost? How did Simon's, the Bible says, when Simon saw that laying of the hands and praying, they re- how, did, how did Simon see? Can somebody tell me that? Oh, thank you very much. We can't sit on God and be quiet. You don't understand. There's a reason why God chose tongues and chose your mouth to, to let you know you have his spirit. It's a reason why. And we better start opening our mouth and speak the word of God. We got to open our mouth and begin. Just like when we took offering today. You think it's coincidence why you're getting blessed? You think I came up with some potion and stirred it up and said, do this and you'll be blessed. No, that ain't what I did. I gave you the scripture and the word of God and say, let's speak it out loud and declare it. That's why we've been blessed financially. And the bottom line is, uh, if we will allow God uh, to put his words in our mouth uh, and we will begin to echo the word of God, we will begin to see things happen like never before. We got to stop being quiet. We're not in a church where you got to be quiet, where the Holy Ghost move on you and the people looking at you like, hey, hey, relax. Oh, there's some churches. You try. You, you're taking this for granted. There's some churches you go to and you're talking about, oh, you know how Mama Allen do this? Oh. And she, she rock when the Holy Ghost rock. Oh. And she go like that. And, when, and, 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 and Sister Thomas went, oh, hallelujah, when she do that. Let them go try to do it in some other church. They'll put them out. They'll put them out like, what you doing in this church? You got to go. But we have this privilege. We have this great opportunity in God where if the Holy Ghost just begin to move on us, we can, oh, hallelujah. God, I praise you. There is none like you. And let me tell you something, old people, hear me this morning. Sometimes God will use one person to bring in the power of God like a flood. He, he just want one vessel to just say, alright God, whatever you want to do. Sometimes God is moving on one person more than he's moving on everybody else. Why? Because he knows if that person will respond to me, that whole place will go up in smoke. But you can't come to the house of God and just sit there. You can't come to the house of God and believe you're a nobody. You can't come to the house of God and just be content and laid back. You gotta say, God, it could be me. I am here, Lord. Will you do what you want? Cause it could be me. God is no respecter person. It could be you because when the Holy Ghost wants to move through an individual, God will move through you. And just by him moving through you, he will begin to move through this congregation. And the blessings of God will begin to flow because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And when we allow the Spirit of God to flow, you will begin to experience things that you didn't think you could experience. God will begin to do things in your life that you weren't even thinking about. Uh, I, I'm hearing the Holy Ghost. I'm hearing the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Atamama woshi kitande. Esholomosa. 
Some of you have suppressed some things in your life so far down that you forgot about them. This is the Holy Ghost. You forgot about what you have suppressed. You have, you have just suppressed them so far down that you have just forgotten about it. You put it behind you because it's bad memories for you. It's hurtful to you. And you have suppressed it so far down that you forgot about it. But the Holy Ghost said it's not gone. It's still there. And that devil that is deceiving, he will bring it up to you at your worst moment. And when he brings it up to you, it can destroy you. But God wants you to know he's here today to bring it up and root it out and move it out of your life that you will never be the same again. You have suppressed it, but God is here to root it out and to deliver you. Somebody give God some praise. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, oh, let me try to finish up here. Oh, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh. So, Simon's, and, and, and verse 18 says, And when Simon saw through laying on the apostle's hand, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. Huh. Oh, boy. Simon saying, give me also this power. He is so messed up. He's so corrupt. He can't even understand. He said, give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Simon so messed up. He's talking about, let me lay, let, can you all give me this power? Here goes some money. Just, just give me this power so I can lay hands. And people, uh, Simon was just messed up, man, because he like, he like, he like, he like, you know, power. This is Simon Peter. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness and pray God if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. Let me give you a little secret that you missed in that whole thing I was reading. Remember they said the apostles laid hands and they received the Holy Ghost. All of them that were baptized in the name of Jesus. That's what the scripture says. It says then, the, then, then the apostles laid hand on all that would, had been baptized in Jesus and they received the Holy Ghost. Simon didn't receive it. He was baptized in Jesus' name. Because he, cause, cause, cause he was at, trying to get at something. He got baptized for the wrong reasons. Getting baptized don't mean you're legit. It just means you're trying to follow a formula. It might be for the wrong reason. And so he got baptized for the wrong reason. And so the apostles prayed for everybody that was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And when they prayed, they received the Holy Except for Simon trying to pay money. We can't receive the Spirit of God when our heart is not right. And, and sometimes, the, 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 let, let, me, let me give you two sides of it. The, 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 the corruptness of our heart could be evil and wrong and all messed up. But also, sometimes what, what, what God would consider wrong in your heart is doubt. 
You, you look at doubt as no big deal. You may be just struggling. God look at that as evil. Yes. Because God is saying, haven't I shown you who I am and what I can do? And why are you doubting? I told you the other, my mom sent me a text the other day. Remember I was telling you Thursday about her? So, um, She's, she, 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 she said to me the other day, I don't know how this is going to work out. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost quick me. I said to her, what's God's track record in your life? She got quiet. She said, yeah, you're right, son. I said, this track record is unblemished. Your heart stopped working one time. That's just, and that's, way, that's just one of the many things he has done. What are you panicking about? I felt like I was God. I was just getting indignant because I was mad. Like, just, what are you panicking about? Then, the same situation she was worried about, it worked out perfectly. She texted me and said, I'm repenting right now. It's, it's not just because you're doing evil things that, that, that makes God say, uh-uh. Sometimes it's just you doubting him. He's got a problem with us doubting him. He said, look at my track record. I don't miss. I, I, I'm, I'm batting a thousand. I'm perfect. I can't lose. What are you panicking about? What are you doubting about? So you got the people that do evil, but then you got some of us that's doubting God. And God is saying, both of those behavior is not accommodating to God. This joker Simon, we need to pray for him. I don't know if he got saved. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. I'm almost there. Give me about seven more minutes. I'm out of here. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them, which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them. You going to stay quiet in church today? This thing is a speaking thing. You keep, you might hear me say this a lot, that we are God's echo. I hope you understand that. It means we don't come up with our own words. We echo what he has already said. God, yeah. Oh, help me, Jesus. So you, you know that's really some of our issue as well. We're coming up with our own stuff. And we're supposed to echo what he says. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not coming up with my own words. I'm echoing what he says. And when we echo what God says, God will do what he said he would do. And so they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Again, here's that thing again. When, when you receive the transforming power of the Holy Ghost, you can do things. Well, let me rephrase that so I don't mess this up. God will do things through you that you can't believe because you ain't doing it. <laughs> Let's just make sure we're clear on that. You're not doing it. I'm not doing it. But it looks like we're doing it. People see us and think we're doing it. No, 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 no. It's the power that dwelleth in us that's doing it. Let's never take credit for what God is doing. It's the power that's dwelling in us that's doing it. It's not us. 
Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Again, you see what the transforming power of the Holy Ghost will do. I am just trying to get this in your heart so you can begin to behave in the way the Lord wants you to behave in your worship, in your praise. When you're quickened by the Holy Ghost to just let yourself go freely in God and no longer be bound and no longer be controlled. You just got to let yourself free. God want to work through somebody in this place that you wouldn't believe he would want to work through. Because if he works through that person, this place going to go up in smokes. Uh, I'm telling you right now. Acts chapter 19, last, uh, well, almost last. Acts chapter 19 verse 1 says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? So a lot of people talking about they believe and they don't have the Holy Ghost. And then, and then, can I just say this real quick? I know there's a lot of people that says I have the Holy Ghost, but I ain't never spoken tongues. Can I just say this? If I had the Holy Ghost never, and I never spoke in tongues, I'm going to make sure I pray till I speak in tongues. Here's why. If the Bible says, I'm going I'm to have a problem with God. I'm going to say, God, are you being a respecter person? I read where when the Holy Ghost first came, they spoke with tongues. I, I, I read in there where when Cornelius and his family received the Holy Ghost, they spoke with tongues. I read here where Apollos and, and the disciples are, uh, at Corinth, they received, they spoke. Why am I not speaking with tongues? You see how we do ourselves? You just, just be straight up with God. You can't deceive him. And sometimes God wants to do things, but he needs for us to understand. Listen, when God asks you a question, he don't ask you a question because he don't know the answer. When God asks you a question, he's asking you a question to get your attention on something. He knows the answer to everything. So when he asks you a question, boom, he's trying to get you to focus on something. And so as much as we want to, back to that thing, suppress some things and act like they don't exist, you're only hurting yourself. God wants you to deal with it because God says, I'm going to help you deal with it. You won't deal with it by yourself. You won't have to handle that thing that you have suppressed by yourself. I'm your God and I want to see you be whole. I want to see you be strong. I want to see you walk in the power of my might. I want to see you exceed. I want to see you victorious. I want to see you in a way that I've chosen for you to be. If you will let me help you, I will help you. But if you will keep denying and act like this doesn't exist, if you live like that, I can't help you. Who's going to let God help them here today? Who's going to let God help them here today or just keep on suppressing it? Just keep on acting like that situation don't exist. My God, my God, what is this? Who is going to do it? God didn't have me preach about the transforming power of the Holy Ghost if he wasn't ready to transform your life. He wouldn't want to tell you about his transforming power if he didn't want to transform you. If he tells you about his transforming power, it's because he want to bring your attention to transforming you. Tomorrow is not promised unto us. 
next week is not promised unto us. Next month is not promised unto us. Are we just going to keep on waiting God out and keep on telling God this, keep on telling God that? And he said unto them, unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Here's one for you. Verse 4. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Jesus Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. There was only two ways that people got baptized in the Bible. Mess up some of the doctrinal folks in here. People got baptized by the baptism of John the Baptist. What John the Baptist said to them, repent. And they said, oh God, forgive me of my sins. I turn my back on all my sins. And he dunked them in water. That was one baptism. And then the other baptism is the one that we do today. Baptism in Jesus' name. So Paul met some guys that says we were John the Baptist's disciples. And we were baptized in the baptism of John the Baptist. And Paul says, oh, really? And Paul explained to them, well, you got to believe on Christ. They got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. So if you wasn't baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you have Bible to support that you can be re-baptized. If you weren't baptized in the way the Lord said you need to be baptized, you can be re-baptized. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to be fearful. God gives us so much of his word so we can know what we need to do. So they got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And look at verse 6. Love verse 6. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. And what else happened? What else? And prophesy. You try prophesying without no Holy Ghost working through you. You try prophesying some mess. You get stoned. <laughs> you get stoned you try to prophesy with no power of the Holy Ghost working through you and so the transforming power of the Holy Ghost will transform your life you will prophesy you will speak with tongues you will do things that you wouldn't imagine that you would do again it's God working through you that's doing it not really you doing it the Holy Ghost addresses the invisible work of God the thought that led me to this message today, last week or week after last, the Lord said to me, I'm working behind the scenes. <laughs> That's the word he gave me. He said, I'm working behind the scenes. I said, God, stop it. He says, yes, I'm working behind the scenes. And so a lot of times we're worrying and we're panicking and, and we're wondering about all this stuff. And God is working behind the scenes. This is why he says, oh, my goodness. Here is what he says. He says, seek those things that are unseen. For the things that are seen is temporary, temporal, the Bible says. But the things that are unseen, they are eternal. People, God is trying to get us to understand as his children, we have to stop chasing these visible temporal things. We have to seek the things that are invisible because those are the things that are eternal. God is working behind the scenes to work things out for us. And whether you see it or not, that's not even important. If you know who he is and you know how much he loves you, you got to know assuredly that he is working behind the scenes. But what are you doing to respond to his word when you don't do anything it's like you're saying eh, I don't know if he's really working behind the scenes 
And so let's stand to our feet. We're going to finish up here. The Holy Ghost comfort us. The Holy Ghost gives our human spirit new life. Our Christian growth is a work of the Holy Ghost. If you're not growing in Christ, it means you're not giving the Holy Ghost the the opportunity to work in your life. The Holy Ghost gives us power over our flesh. I don't know if you've experienced this, if you have the Holy Ghost. If you're praying, prayer has to support this. Remember, I told you a long time ago, Peter showed us this. Every failure of every Christian person's life, when we mess up in sin, is due to lack of prayer. I'm just telling you. If you have the Holy Spirit and you're praying to strengthen and empower the Holy Spirit in your life, guess what? You won't fail. Because when you get close to that thing that you were not supposed to do, the Holy Ghost is so powerful, He just moves you away from it. He just does things that you don't even know why you're doing it. You don't even know why you're feeling the way you're feeling. But it's because He's working. But if you're not praying to allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, then, 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 then you fall prey to your temptation. The Holy Ghost is a teacher, an intercessor, a sanctifier, and a bestower of special gifts upon all of us. Look at Titus chapter 3 verse 4. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior toward man, appeared. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Why? How? By the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Uh huh. We need water baptism. And the Holy Ghost in order for our life to be transformed. The transforming power of the Holy Ghost. If we will allow God, God will transform our life because that's what he wants for us. I'm here today to tell you that you need to give God a chance to work in your life today. He wants to transform you. I have spoken to this body But I know specifically there's a good handful of you that God has spoken to concerning the things you have suppressed in your life that God wants to get out of it today. If you will come today to the altar, if you will begin to seek God honestly, there are some things, I've I've been saying this and I've got to keep saying it. Let me say this. Some of you are dealing with things that you don't have an answer for it. And every time you try to come up with a way to deal with it, you just can't find a way to handle it. And sometimes the devil come and whisper to tell you the best way to deal with it is to do something ungodly. Nobody, nobody got to tell me nothing. I know I'm speaking by the authority of the Holy Ghost. And so the devil has come and told you the best way to deal with it is to do something ungodly, but God will help you after you do the ungodly thing. And so the devil has told you that. And so you're battling and you're struggling. And every day that situation is bothering you. Here is what I'm here to tell you. God may not straighten it out right now, but if you will come to him today, he will give you the strength and the power to not let that be an issue in your life anymore.
Listen, the apostle Paul had a thorn in his side and he went to God three times and asked God to remove it. And the Lord said to him, my grace is sufficient. There are some things in life that is going to be there and no telling if it's ever going to be removed, but God will give you the power and the strength to deal with it for all your life while you have to deal with it. Don't you make a big decision because you seem to can't handle something that you try in your best to get under control. God will help you today with the transforming power of the Holy Ghost. And so I'm asking you today to step forth, to come out from your seat, trust God, have faith, and let the transforming power of the Lord transform your life today. I believe lives are going to be transformed today. God didn't tell me to preach this because he didn't want to transform your life. Oh my God, will you help us today? Father, for all the people that are responding to your word today, Lord God, faith is moving them. Faith is igniting them to put action, Lord God, behind the, 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 what they know and what they feel and what they believe. Oh God, but I'm praying now, Lord God. Oh my God, my God, my God. Oh, for, 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 for the person that's worrying about that, that thing that you did wrong, that, that, that you, you think is going to catch up to you and really mess you up. There, there, there's somebody in here that, that you, you, you may have done some things that you, you, it wasn't right and you kind of put it behind you. But you're always worried that it's going to catch up to you. God want me to tell you, it will not catch up to you if you will trust him today. God want me to tell you, he's going to cut it off. So forever it will be gone if you will trust him today. Oh my God. Oh my God. Somebody here. Will you trust the Lord today? Will you call upon the name of Jesus? Will you open your mouth? I don't care. You don't have to pray eloquent. You don't have to know the right words to say. Just open your mouth and say, Jesus, I need your help. I don't know everything to say, but I need your help. And if somebody today will just express themselves to the Lord, He's going to transform you. The Holy Ghost is working it out right now. The Holy Ghost is working it out. Oh, he's binding up your womb. He's mending your broken heart. And he's working it out. He's working it out. He's working it out. In the name of Jesus Christ, he's working it out. He's working it out. In the name of Jesus Christ, there's transformation. There's peace. There's joy. There's comfort. God is healing and making whole. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I am your source. I am your help. God says, I am your help. Oh, you call upon me and I will sustain you. I will uphold you. 
I will undergird you. I will give you rest. I will give you peace. I will open the door and I will make a way out of no way. Oh, I'm your God. I change not. I change not. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Call upon me and I will work in your life. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God wants you to know that He loves you. God wants you to know that He loves you. He loves you. There's something about you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. He cares about you. He has plans for you. He wants to do great things in you. If you will trust Him, if you will surrender to Him, God wants to do wonderful and miraculous things in you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Only God can do what needs to be done. Only God can do what needs to be done. If you will surrender to Him. If you will surrender to Him. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, I can see you walking back and forth in your home, praying the prayers of faith. If you will pray the prayers of faith, if you will pray in your home, God will do some miraculous things. Your prayers will be answered. Your prayers will be answered. If you will call upon the name of Jesus, if you will call upon the name of Jesus, he said if you will pray for others, if you will pray for other people's situation and other people's circumstances, he's going to work on your behalf. He's going to work on your behalf. But he wants you to pray for others. He wants to pray for other circumstances and other situations. There's some situation that's going on uh, that he wants you to pray about. Uh, he says there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, but if you will pray, uh, if you call upon the name of the Lord, uh, he will work that situation out. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord is with you. He said, I will never leave you. Don't forsake you. Behold, I will be with you until the end of the world. I'm your God. I will never leave you. I've kept you. I've undergirded you. I've upheld you. I've kept you. I will not lead you wrong. I will not steer you wrong. I am with you, my son. Will you keep following after me? Will you keep seeking after me? Oh, I've got plans for you. I've got plans for you. I've got plans for you. The Lord is not finished with you yet. The Lord is not finished with you yet. He's got plans. He will order your steps. He will lead you the ways of righteousness. He will show you the way. His word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. God is leading and working. He is working behind the scenes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Stop being fearful. Fear is not of God. 
God said from this moment on, He wants you to stop being fearful. Perfect love casts out fear. Don't worry about it. Stop worrying about it. Don't let that thing have control over you anymore because you're so worried. Because you're so fearful. God said, don't be fearful anymore. Don't you worry about it anymore. I'm on the throne. I'm all powerful. I have it all under control. Now just seek me. Follow after me. Uh, uh, You're worried about other people and other things. And God says, I want you to look to me now. I want to do a work in you. I want to work my work in you. I've been calling you. Now it's my time to work in you. Don't you worry and don't you fret. Don't you fear. Just trust God. He's on the throne. He's working behind the scenes. He's working behind the scenes. He's working behind the scenes. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Rejoice and be glad in it. Every day God wakes you up. He wants you to rejoice. Hear the voice of God every day. He wakes you up. He wants you to rejoice and be glad. He wants you to thank Him and praise Him. He wants you to acknowledge that He is the one that has kept you. God is not through with you. God wants to work His work in you. But every day you wake up, you gotta give God praise. You gotta give Him thanks for waking you up another day, for allowing you the opportunity to be saved. Give the Lord praise. Give the Lord praise in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God has sheltered you and shielded you. Now, God has called you. He wants you to surrender your whole heart, your mind, your soul, your spirit. God is here today. He has called you, my daughter. He wants His will to be done in you. He wants His power to reign over you. Come on, soldier. You are a soldier of the Lord. God has called you and chosen you for such a time as this. You are a soldier in the army of the Lord. God has equipped you. Oh, oh, God has equipped you. God has given you strength. God has given you strength. I know God has made you different. God has made you different, uh, but different uh, to do His will, uh, different uh, to make an impact, uh, different uh, to do something uh, that nobody else will do. uh. So God says, uh, go forth, my daughter, go forth, my soldier, in the name of Jesus. uh, Use the word of God, uh, for it is your weapon. uh, Use the word of God, uh, it is your weapon. uh, Now go forth, uh, march on, uh, put on the whole armor of God, uh, in the name of Jesus. in the name of Jesus, put on the armor of God. Put on the armor of God. Put on the armor of God. Oh God, 
Let your peace that passes all understanding uh, overshadow him. Uh, let the strength of God uh, consume him. Uh, oh God, from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, uh, let him receive wholeness and strength and healing. Uh, oh God, I pray your touch and your power in the name of Jesus. Keep on worshiping God. Keep on worshiping God. Don't you stop worshiping. There's power in your worship. There's favor in your worship. When you worship, when you praise, there's favor. There's favor from the Lord. There's favor from the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, I give you praise. Oh God, I give you the praise. I give you the praise. I give you the Hallelujah. Come on, all over the sanctuary. Come on, just continue to lift our hands and just worship the Lord. And the Spirit of God is in this place. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, we love you, Lord God. We adore you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we praise your name today, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. I'm just going to invite you all if you could stand with us this afternoon. Amen. If you can stand with us this afternoon. Oh, hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise your name, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't want to close out the service this afternoon without giving you an opportunity this afternoon.